everybody, and welcome to Just Sold with Brent McIntosh. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and joining us, as always, is Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Bryn? Fine, thank you. Hey, you know, we we when we talk off podcast or off air, we get into some interesting discussions, and we got under one. I don't know a few weeks ago, and well, I'll let you I'll let you break it down. Well, it, it, it almost seems like a, a crazy topic, but uh, we're going to tackle it today nonetheless. And, and today we're going to talk about haunted houses. And, and not that as a realtor I have to disclose if a house is haunted, by the way, because that's, that's something that's, that's pretty hard to prove. And in fact, when I was going through the Internet, I was actually, uh, this week I went and looked to see if there has been any cases uh, in, in, in the courts of somebody suing over a haunted house. And uh, there was a ruling in 1991 in New York, actually, where there was a, a, a commonly known house that was haunted that sold to somebody from out of state who hadn't heard the rumors. And he did try to sue the previous owners uh, after he found out that the house was haunted. And um, the, basically the courts did rule in favor of the defendant that you couldn't sue somebody for a house being haunted. And unfortunately for uh, the gentleman who never did move into the property, he did forfeit his deposit and, and lost the case. Um, when it does come to what we have to disclose here in Alberta, uh, we always have to disclose latent or material defects in a property. And those are known as defects that wouldn't be discoverable through a reasonable inspection of the property, something that somebody wouldn't be able to see, um, whether it be uh, a hole in a floor that you've covered up, a health hazard where that property is about to fall over, or maybe asbestos or mold issues. So that's what we have to disclose here in Alberta as far as um, what the seller has to disclose to the buyer. Do you have to disclose ghosts? No, <laughs> that is not something that is on our list though that has to be disclosed to a potential buyer. Uh, throughout the country, there is different, uh, each province is responsible for adhering their own rules for the Real Estate Act. And here in Alberta, we don't have to disclose deaths per se um, when it comes to selling a house, whereas in Quebec, for example, they do have to disclose that. Now there is one twist, and, and before we start talking about haunted houses and having a little fun here, uh, I did wanna talk about something serious that um, although the seller can instruct me not to disclose if there's been a death in the property, uh, I am actually not permitted to lie about that to the potential buyer. So it, it is an interesting catch-22. So the seller can instruct me not to disclose that information, uh, but when asked, I cannot physically lie. And if a buyer asks me if, if there has been a death in the property, uh, my only answer at that particular time will be that my seller is has instructed me not to answer that question. So that is a question that does come up here quite a bit. And, uh, you know, for some people, they would feel uneasy about uh, buying a property where maybe somebody has, has died. So you found a few people to chat about rather bizarre experiences that they've had, right? In, in houses. And again, at all of these stories that we're going to talk about, uh, we probably won't have to disclose to a potential uh, new homeowner. But yes, uh, we found three people that have had some incidents in their houses, and we thought it would be fun to talk to them about their haunted house. 
Hey, joining us from Global Edmonton Studios is a, a guy that you and I know quite well, and that's John Sexsmith. Yes. And you're willing to admit it? I just did. <laughs> I just did. How you doing? We don't. I'm uh, dreaming to live, baby. How about you? Ditto. We are yeah. fantastic. We are fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us, John. And, and as we said off the top that this is sort of a fun episode of Just Sold with Brent McIntosh. We're going to talk about haunted houses. And I recall <laughs> listening to the radio a long, long time ago, and you were on the K97 Morning Show, and you guys were live on location at a haunted house. Is that correct? Well, somewhat. Um, we actually used to do this segment called Monday Morning Live, it was Halloween, and we did it from my parents' place. But the was premise was house. it was a, ha- a haunted house. But right. we did have some weird happenings there in the past, so we thought it would be the prime place to do a seance, if you oh. will. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the show and, 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 I guess, more importantly, about the house. Well, the show, it was a show. It was a gag. We did uh, kind of a gag. But – what really set the, the show up was that we'd had some strange happenings, um, mid eighties. I was in my mid twenties, yeah, I know living at home in my mid twenties in the mid eighties, <laughs> kind of a sad story there in, in itself. But, um, we had a Ouija board and my friends and I decided we were going to experiment with it and we laughed and we made fun and we put it away. And a short time later, all these weird happenings started to go on at my house and the friends that were involved with the Ouija board. But the first one and the big one was uh, my friends and I used to like to play hearts, the card game. And we were playing one night and all of a sudden this card flew out of my friend's hand and it made this noise. And we were like, what did we just see that? So we decided we had to find this card. We did the old miss deal. We counted our cards. Yes. A card was missing. So we looked everywhere, under cushions, under the coffee table, in books. And finally, my friend picked up a sealed deck of cards that was on the the bottom of the coffee table and said, hey, what if it's in here? And we're like, no, it's never going to be Come on. So he opens it up. He fans the cards out. And right in the middle of the deck is the queen of spades. Different color, different everything than all the other cards. And the hair on our arms rose. Uh, my friends decided they had to quickly leave. And that kind of set off a whole uh, two weeks or three weeks of really weird events. Wow. And, <laughs> did, and did you tell your parents? I did. And I was forced to because that night, my, when my friends were making their hasty retreat, uh, my friend looked back and saw an apparition. So before I was good, I was, I was rattled. There's no question about it. Um, well, before I was going to bed, it was close to midnight. I remember, um, the phone rang and that really shook me up and, um, like, what's going on? Like who's phoning at this time? And it was my friend who had left the house. He said, John, you wouldn't believe this. I, I saw this, uh, this, this ghost, this apparition when I was leaving your place. And I said, well, crazy man. When I, just before I picked up the phone, I saw something too. I said, let's draw what we saw and compare notes. So aside from that, he had got dropped off with my other friend and was walking down the back alley to his home, and he heard these dogs behind him. And as he looked back and saw they were two big black Rottweilers, 
his pace quickened, and it kept, as his pace quickened, their pace quickened. He started to run. They started to run. He uh, dove over his fence to get into what he thought was a safe place and uh, saw the dogs turn and look at him in unison and kept on walking. So anyway, we compared notes on the, on the drawings, and I went to his house, and his brother and I were good friends. This was a couple of days later. And I went in the house, and I was playing it up. I, I said, oh, man, I feel a presence. I was just looking for a fact here. And as I said that, we hear this bang, crash, boom. We go down into the basement. Some hockey sticks that were leaned up against the wall had fallen into a picture and knocked it onto the floor and smashed. And as we're cleaning it up, we heard a really resonating sound from the bathroom upstairs. Like It was really rich. It was the sound of water being put into the bathtub. And I said, is anybody home? And he said, no. So we go upstairs and there's water in the bathtub. Oh, boy. So (laughs) this went on for two or three weeks. Another strange coincidence is me and the two other fellows that were playing cards that night all had the same clocks. Um, Our parents did anyway. And um, one time shortly thereafter, we were watching TV at my house and the clock started to move in reverse. At that same place where we had the bathtub running incident, we were watching TV another night, and the clock started moving backwards. At the other guy's house, who hadn't been part of this equation too much before, uh, also had the same same clock as parents. Uh, It's really strange. Um, And we were watching TV, and the the clock started to go backwards. So uh, that was just part of it uh, in two or three weeks of really wild, paranormal activity, if you will. And none of this happened prior to you guys playing with the Ouija board? Not that we can recall. My mom said there was one time when she was uh, cooking in the kitchen. Um, She had an electric frying pan going, whipping up some Chinese food. She went to the fridge to get some more ingredients, turned, saw the frying pan literally fly off the counter, hover in midair, crash onto the floor, but didn't get damaged, and none of the food uh, ended up all over the place. But how this all kind of ended was really quite strangely, too. Suddenly, we had this infestation of bees in our basement, um, like everywhere, and we couldn't (laughs) figure out how they were getting in. And so, um, but they were they seemed to be kind of half alive when they arrived and would shortly die thereafter. And so I decided, I don't know what possessed me to do this. Maybe it was, I was possessed, but anyway, um, I gathered all these bees. I'm going to say 25 or 30 of them. I made this semicircle in, in uh, the basement near where all these weird things seem to be. Ha- Actually it was a, no, it was a semicircle where all these weird things seem to be happening, and that was the end of it. So there's my brush with uh, haunted houses. Got to well, know your A's uh, and B's, right? I thought I beat him to it, that's all. Very good. Do your parents still own the house, John? Uh, no, they don't. Did they um, disclose that it was haunted when they sold it? Well, we weren't sure that it was, but um, certainly some of the activities that were going on would have probably prevented someone from buying it. So have you ever had any haunted houses, to your knowledge, that you had to sell? 
Well, fortunately, and, and Bryn and I talked about this earlier, I do not have to disclose that here in Alberta. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, but thank you so much for sharing your story, John. It was great to see you again. And if you didn't think I was nuts before, you clearly do now. Global News, John Sexsmith is absolutely crazy. Bryn, we're now joined by a really good friend of mine. This is Sheremy Barbazuk. How are you, Cher? I'm well. How are you? I am fantastic. You are joining us on our Haunted House episode of Just Sold with Brent McIntosh. And I, I, I remember selling you a house that ended up having some strange things that happened in it. Yes, you did. <laughs> and, and how dare I? How dare I sell you a house? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> and, not, and not tell you that it was haunted. Well, obviously, I didn't know beforehand. <laughs> So we're sharing some stories today on our podcast about some strange things that have happened in houses. Tell us about what happened at the house that you owned in Strathern, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yes, it's correct. Uh, this house I owned was quite old. It was built a long, long time ago. And there was a small little ghost that used to like to play a uh, visit. Um, I had lived in the basement suite originally when I bought the house. And when my renters upstairs weren't home, I could hear things happening, sounding like a kid playing with a ball or running back and forth across the house. Um, and then oftentimes my TV would turn itself on or off. And then later, I moved up into the upstairs suite, and I had a renter down below who was a good friend of mine. And she phoned me one day and was like, I was out of town for a while. She's like, sure, there's something going on upstairs. Like, I have to go check. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, check it out. But I think I know what it is. And sure enough, she had heard the same thing, running around, playing, having fun upstairs. So we had a little visitor from time to time. So it wasn't just you hearing things, that yeah. there's been another witness to this. Yeah, correct. So what was your response when you got this uh, message and you talked and you started putting two and two together? Um. Well, I definitely believe in ghosts and believe in other spirits. So I would have little conversations with him and ask him if I could do anything for him. I obviously didn't have any communication back from him. However, um, by the time I moved out of the house, it seemed to have stopped. So I'm not sure if he went away on his own or if he was just in hiding for a little while or how he worked. And I call him a he. I don't know why. I, I was just going to Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, how do you know it was a he? Because... <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like it was rumbunctious play, so I assumed it had to be a little boy running around. <laughs> That's fascinating. And you know what may be even more fascinating? The fact that you and your roommate didn't leave when you heard the ghost. <laughs> right? That is true, yeah. <laughs> that, that you continued to live there and that neither of you moved out. Yeah, definitely wasn't an eerie experience. It was definitely kind of cool, so hey, all did, good. Did you do a follow-up or anything like that to find out if the – if there was any news story attached to the property you were part of, because it seems kind of weird to me, but we hear these stories all the time. I didn't actually. And to be honest, like I, my brother owns the house. Um, so I should follow up with him and see if he's, he's heard anything from his renters, but um, there's lots of dogs that live in the house now. So oh, I mean, yeah. oftentimes I find ghosts stay away when dogs. Are Maybe away. the dogs chase, chase the, the ghosts away. Well, Cher, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate it. And I'm sorry that I sold you that haunted house. No, it was all good. It was my first house. It's perfect. Bryn, we're now joined by one of my closest friends, who uh, is also a fellow uh, ghost believer, I suppose, is, is what we can call him. Ah. Ted Cole. 
Ted, thanks for joining Oops. us. Hey, Ted. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And, and you've got a ghost story that you're willing to share with us. Tell us what happened. Yeah, I do. Uh, so it's not a terribly creepy story or anything like that. Uh, it's not even that long, but it was just it's a very interesting story. I, uh, we had some friends that went out of town for a couple of weeks, and uh, they invited us to house sit. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, she's my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time, uh, they invited us to house sit at their house and help take care of the dog and stuff like that. And it was a great opportunity because we were both in school and we were both working full time, so we didn't feel out of each other. So we could uh, spend some time together for a couple weeks. Uh, nothing crazy happened for the majority of the trip uh, or our stay there. But uh, probably about 10 days into our two-week stay one night, I kind of woke up. And I don't know what woke me up. But I kind of rolled over. And I just felt like there was a presence in the room with us. And so as I rolled over, I could see at the foot of the bed, staring down at both of us, uh, was an older lady. Uh, she, uh, I would say that she was maybe about 50, 60 years in age. Uh, and she wasn't doing anything malicious and she wasn't doing anything evil or anything like that, but she was just watching us. And so it obviously freaked me out a little bit and I started to roll over more and I started to panic and go into a fight or flight response. And I was going to yell at her to get out of the house thinking that was just some strange lady that came into the house. And then I looked past and I could see another guy standing outside of the bedroom door, staring in at us. And, uh, and so I really panicked and I started yelling at them to get out of the house. I didn't know if it was our friend's parents that might've even come in uh, to check on the home. I didn't even know what time it was. Uh, and so I threw the sheets off. I scared the dog. The dog ran to the other side of the bed. Stared at the opposite corner, wouldn't look at me, and uh, and so my girlfriend woke up and rolled over, and she kind of asked me what I was yelling at, and so I said, "The people, the people in the house. There's two people here." And then, of course, I looked back and I couldn't see anybody, and she asked me to explain what they looked like, and so I was still fog, you know, I was still half asleep. My brain was a little bit foggy, but I started going to the detail and I started explaining what the the lady looked like where she was, what she was doing with her hands, how she was standing. And she got really quiet after I told her about the lady. And uh, I could hear her mutter under her breath. And I don't even think she meant to say it where I, for me to hear, but she said, I thought I was dreaming. And then she paused and she started explaining the guy. And she started telling me what the guy looked like, where he was standing, what he was wearing, what his hat looked like. And it was identical. And so we both got obviously pretty, pretty creeped out by it. And then I had to walk through the home because of course I wanted to make sure that nobody was in the home with us. And so I walked through the home and nobody was there. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we came back to bed. The dog wouldn't even come near me because it was, <laughs> because he was, because I scared him so much when I woke up and started yelling at these people. And so we said, okay, that's really bizarre. That's really creepy. But my girlfriend was actually in a dream course at the time. And so she happened to go to the professor the next day and she's like, okay, this is what happened to me. And so the professor thought that it was that we had an experience called a shared dream, which is neat. But, and, and so we kind of wrote it off and we said, okay, so it must've been a shared dream, nothing too crazy. Although that's very neat that we had this 
mental connection or something like that. But then when our friends came back, they asked us to come over for dinner. And so we did. And so they gave us, hosted this nice dinner and they started telling us about their trip. And then they asked us if anything creepy happened or not creepy. Sorry. They just asked us if anything happened, you know, like how was our stay, anything crazy. And we, my girlfriend and I didn't talk about whether we were going to talk about what happened, but we shared an awkward glance to each other. And then our friends spotted They're like, okay, so what happened? And so I started going into the story with them and I, told them exactly what happened, the details, the lady and the man. And so I I noticed that my one friend was nodding and he said, so you saw her? And I just (laughs) said, well, what do you mean I saw her? And he said, you saw, you saw the lady. And and I was like, yeah, like I just told you. And he's like, no, no, no. Like I've seen her too. (laughs) So we're like, no, you got to be kidding. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Hey, our and definitions. So, so yeah, it was just Ted. Our definitions sorry? of creepy are different because that is creepy. That is a creepy story. You said it wasn't creepy. <laughs> so, That's creepy. And, yeah, and, and and maybe you should share with Bryn who that friend was. Uh well, that would have been you, Mister McIntosh. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that was yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. I, I I thought that. Uh, well, thank you, Ted, uh, for sharing. Um, <laughs> my ghost <laughs> with yeah, us yeah. on, on, on my podcast. I, I thought that um, it was very interesting and, and you and, and Darielle are, are literally the only other people that have seen my ghost. And, yeah. and I say that um, is, is because she was with me for quite some time and uh, uh, 30 plus years, by the way, and moved with me from house to house to house, as you know, and I've talked about and, and yes, people are listening are going to think that I'm now crazy. But uh, unfortunately, it is what it is, and I've seen her for, for most of my life. And, and unfortunately, I, uh, she's not with us. In, uh, my wife and I moved about five years ago, and we have not seen her since. So she stayed with that house that you, uh, I, I'm assuming, that she's still in that, that last house of ours. Yeah, we've always talked that maybe you should uh, go knock on the door at some point and just ask if anything strange happening in that home. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't was, know. Was, if I... Go sorry, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an interesting experience, and like I said, it, in the, it like it wasn't malicious intent or anything. It was she was just she was just standing there watching, and so it was, you know, obviously it sent shivers down her spine, and I thought it was some intruders at first, but just the fact that Darielle saw her and the other guy as well. Well, I would tell you that that she's my guardian angel, and that was her husband, and she was wondering what you were doing in my house. So <laughs> I'm thinking so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I'm thinking. Ted. So. Thank you so much for sharing the story. I really no appreciate it. Thanks, Have yourself Dad. a great day. Okay. Take care, guys. Okay. Some of these were pretty creepy, but I uh, I enjoyed that, actually. That was a lot of fun today, and it's fun for us to have fun. Of course. Life is too short to take it all seriously. Exactly. Hey, how can people get a hold of you, Brent? I'm glad you asked. You can reach our team directly at 780 780- Four six four zero zero seven five, or find us online at macintoshgroup.ca. We love the feedback. One other thing we got to tell people is that there's an RSS feed of your podcast, and what you so that you don't miss an episode like this, just subscribe on that RSS feed, and then every time we drop a new podcast, you'll be notified or. It, whatever ear candy site you're listening, whether it's Apple or Google, Spotify. It automatically downloads, so you're never going to miss an episode. Uh, and uh, and it's completely free. Absolutely, it is free. 
And uh, I think that uh, today was a blast. Thanks for your time today. It was great. And we want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh. And we'll see you next time. Talk to you next week, Brent.